Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is May 7th. Today, I just have a couple more things that I want to point out in Doctrine and Covenants 46 before we move on to the other sections. Now, yesterday we read verse 30 and we talked about how it related to obtaining good gifts. It says, He that asketh in the Spirit asketh according to the will of God, wherefore it is done even as he asketh. Now, this is in this section because this section is talking about gifts. And so this is true for gifts, which is how we talked about it yesterday, that as we ask in the Spirit for good gifts, our Father in heaven is willing to give us those, especially as we understand and desire to work those gifts for the benefit of all God's children. But I also think it's important to realize that this is a true principle when it comes to anything given from God. It says, he that asketh in the spirit asketh according to the will of God. I feel like this is a principle that I really need to work on in my life, making prayer a counsel with my father in heaven, learning to rely on the spirit to know the things that I should be asking for. The Bible dictionary teaches us that prayer is a form of work, meaning it's not something that we can do casually, kneel down, say a bunch of things that we're used to saying without hardly even thinking of them, and then getting up and moving on. Oftentimes, the most powerful prayers in the scriptures talk about being a wrestle before the Lord. I don't think that that means that we're wrestling our will with his will. Rather, I think it means that we're wrestling trying to understand his will. We're wrestling with the Spirit so that we can get a clear message of what we should be praying for. Elder Bednar once said, Discerning and accepting the will of God in our lives are fundamental elements of asking in faith in meaningful prayer. However, simply saying the words, Thy will be done, is not enough. Each of us needs God's help in surrendering our will to Him. Prayer is the act by which the will of the father and the will of the child are brought into correspondence with each other. Humble, earnest, and persistent prayer enables us to recognize and align ourselves with the will of our Heavenly Father. And in this, the Savior provided the perfect example. The object of our prayers should not be to present a wish list or a series of requests, but to secure for ourselves and for others Blessings that God is eager to bestow according to his will and timing. So my friends, as we pray, it becomes our obligation to become in line, to be able to discern the spirit and to understand the gifts and the blessings that our father in heaven wants to give us. We work hard to fill the spirit and to come close to the spirit so that our will can be brought in line with God's will. And in that way, If we're praying that way, if we're praying with the Spirit and letting the Spirit direct our prayers and our desires, then we will always be, as this scripture in Doctrine and Covenants 46 says, asking according to the will of God. And when we do that, when we ask according to the will of God, this blessing follows, wherefore it is done even as he asketh. You remember in the Book of Mormon in Helaman chapter 10? The Lord is willing to give Nephi an incredible gift. In verse 5, he says, And now because thou hast done this with such unweariness, behold, I will bless thee forever, and I will make thee mighty in word and in deed, in faith and in works. Yea, 
even that all things shall be done unto thee according to thy words. Do you hear that incredible blessing? Because of the person that Nephi had become, the Lord says that he would give unto Nephi anything that he asked. And then he explains why. For thou shalt not ask that which is contrary to my will. Nephi had mastered this ability to discern the spirit as he prayed, to line up his will with God's will and to pray for God's will. And because of that, our Father in heaven knew that Nephi would never ask for anything contrary to his will. Our Father in heaven is willing to bless us, willing to pour his blessings out on our heads. But I think oftentimes, as the Bible dictionary teaches us, those blessings are made conditional on our asking for them. I feel like we live far beneath our privileges of the blessings that our Father in heaven wants to give us because we don't know what we should be asking for. And because of that, we don't ask. But according to this scripture, the promises that are given is that as we ask in the spirit, as we learn to discern the spirit in prayer, we can ask according to God's will. And when we do that, it will be done even as we ask. The next verse says, And again, I say unto you, all things must be done in the name of Christ, whatsoever you do in the spirit. Now, I love this when we're talking about spiritual gifts, because again, remember, spiritual gifts are not given to glorify us, to make us look great, grand, and wonderful. Spiritual gifts are given to us so that we can, in turn, return that glory. Everything that we do has to be done in the name of Christ. We exercise our gifts in his name to glorify his name, just as his works glorified his father in heaven. It's not about us. It's about bringing people to him, to glorifying him, and to helping people see his glory. As we use our gifts in that way, I believe that we can help bring others to him as they see us acting in his name and glorifying his name through our works. But now that leads right into verse 32, because as we're returning the glory to the Lord, as we're recognizing that all these gifts belong to him, verse 32 says, And ye must give thanks unto God in the Spirit for whatsoever blessing ye are blessed with. Returning the glory to God and doing all things in his name means thanking him, sincerely praising him and thanking him for the gifts that have been given. Now, finally, verse 33 is so wonderful. I love the phrasing here. It says, And ye must practice virtue and holiness before me continually. Even so, amen. I adore the word practice there. Ye must practice virtue and holiness before me. I love this idea of growing in the gospel, growing in perfection, because we aren't perfect. None of us are going to be perfect. We're not told here that we have to master virtue and holiness right now, that we have to be perfect in virtue and holiness. Rather, we're practicing it. We're practicing our goodness. We're practicing our virtue. We're practicing our holiness. We're practicing being Christ-like. Imperfectly at times, yes, but we're practicing. And little by little, piece by piece, we are becoming like him. And my friends, I testify that the gifts that our Father in heaven gives us helps us to become more like him, helps us in our practice and our pursuit of perfection. 
Elder George Q. Cannon once said, If any of us are imperfect, it is our duty to pray for the gift that will make us perfect. No man ought to say, Oh, I cannot help this, it is my nature. He is not justified in it. For the reason that God has promised to give strength to correct these things, and to give gifts that will eradicate them, He wants His saints to be perfected in truth. For this purpose He gives gifts, and bestows them upon those who seek after them, in order that they may be a perfect people upon the face of the earth, notwithstanding their many weaknesses, because God has promised to give the gifts that are necessary for their perfection. My friends, it is those gifts, it's the practicing of those gifts that will help us eventually, not in this life, but eventually, obtain that perfection to make us more like Him. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 